Cardinals fall 35-16 to the undefeated San Francisco 49ers in Arizona's first divisional matchup of the season Sunday. We're going to break down that game, talk about the good, room for improvement, and so much more here on Morning Scramble presented by Verizon alongside Jody Jackson and Zach Gershman. I'm Danny Sreck. We're so glad that you guys are joining us here on the live stream on this lovely Monday morning. A lovely Monday morning. It's the first time in months that we haven't <laughs> been in 100 degree weather. No. It's finally nice out. This is why you moved to Arizona this time of the year, it's Jody. It's beautiful. I know. A little bit of fall air, so um, it is. And it's obviously, we're. I can't believe we're already a quarter of the way through mm -hmm. here, through the four games, and now with 17 games, a little bit off on the, on the math there. But yeah, I mean... Uh, and we're learning a lot about this team. And I think that even though they're one and three, we're excited about what we're seeing. It would have been easy for the Cardinals to get derailed, being held scoreless in the first quarter to arguably the most impressive team top to bottom in the 49ers. However, the Cardinals kept themselves in this game. We've heard about winning culture from the front office, from head coach Jonathan Gannon this entire offseason. Despite being one and three, Zach, how are you seeing that culture on the field so far? This team is a group of fighters. No matter who the opponent is, no matter the star players that they have on the other side of the field, this team will not go down without a fight. And there have been moments where, yes, the game has slipped away from them, but they do not, they, they fight all the way until the end, until the last drive, until the last snap that possibly out there. So this team, while the results have not turned their favor, they definitely have showed that the culture, when DJ said during training camp, it's not a culture shift, it's a culture shock. You could see it out on the field. Cardinals kept themselves in the game in large part because of the offense really in that second half. Let's take a closer look at the Cardinals offense finished with 362 total yards, two for three in the red zone, two touchdowns, zero turnovers. Another clean game by this Cardinals offense it was a slow start. However, they moved the ball down the field, including a 99 yard scoring drive. Jody, how did this offense keep this team in the game? Well, I'm impressed with the 362 yards. You know what I mean? I mean, it was close in yardage. San Fran, despite those touchdowns and the performance by McCaffrey, I mean, 395 for San Francisco, 362 for the Cardinals. And I, I think what kept them really in it were the third and fourth down conversions. 53% mm -hmm. uh, on third down is pretty good. And uh, I, you saw them mix it up. You saw them be able to move the ball. Now, again, you get down 21-3 to in a game, it's going to be hard potentially to win that game. But being able to move the ball against the 49ers defense, which had been so stingy in the first three weeks, was really impressive to me. And the fact that Josh Dobbs did it both through the air and with his feet, 12 rushes. I know James Conner had 11. Uh, Dobbs, was, Dobbs running the ball was a big part of this offense once again. And even though he wasn't able to break off kind of a 44-yard mm. run like, like we've seen um, from him just – being able to have that threat was huge. And shout out also to the offensive line. Paris Johnson Jr. did a great job once again. I mean, uh, going up against Nick Bosa, he didn't do much in this game. He didn't have a tackle in this game. Uh, that's another thing that you're seeing. When you talk about culture, I would even take it to identifying the talent. You know what I mean? It is, it is the culture of winning. It is the coaching, the practice during the week. But it goes back even further to me to constructing this team, Monty Austinford and his and his staff identifying Josh Dobbs, oh, yeah. identifying Paris Johnson Jr., Michael Wilson. So uh, you go back to the roots here, and that's, again, why you feel really good, Zach, about what's going on with this team. From the draft process, when they, when they were first bringing in talent, they said, we want high-character guys, that we want, we want guys who have a football mentality that are football strong. And you could see it with everybody. Josh Dobbs is one of those quarterbacks that is not afraid to take a hit. You could see the mentality that this team has, whether it's just on, in that offensive line where we're going to – 
beat you all the way down where Paris Johnson is literally blocking players out of bounds and taking them to the stands and trying to put them out in the seat over there. That's the type of mentality that this unit has. But when it comes to Josh Dobbs, his confidence, we've talked about it week after week. As he's been in the offense more, his confidence has grown. And you could see it both on the ground and throwing a couple longer passes in this game. Josh Dobbs and James Conner combined for 100 rushing yards. Heading into this game, the 49ers were only allowing an average of 53 rushing yards per game. Very impressive in large part for what you were talking about, Jody, the blocking from the offensive line. Quarterback Josh Dobbs didn't have a lot of time in the pocket, but it was clean, and that's what's important. Yeah. And, and that's the difference. He was feeling some pressure at times, but for the most part, and when you look at it, a team, I mean, there were no turnovers in this game. Yes, there was the fumble by Dobbs, but it wasn't a turnover. And then you look at on the other side, the Niners, maybe that's not surprising. They're pretty clean with their operation. But a clean game by the Cardinals uh, against a team that is good at causing, you know, creating chaos and, you know, havoc with their defensive line and their linebackers. But, yeah, I mean, it's really the sound – scheme that you're seeing for me on offense too is what's keeping this team in the game allowing them to move the ball um, smart plays um, pretty good execution which is impressive for a team that has not been together very long that's the other thing just again zooming out big picture you talk about these guys on the Niners their household names uh, in the NFL they've been together a couple of years Purdy being the one that's the newest and I think that just speaks to him being a special player that really no one else in the league saw coming, being that he was Mr. Irrelevant. The Cardinals are doing this with new coaches, many new players. That, again, to me, just on the most basic level, is extremely impressive. I mean, the fact that they um, are able to, you know, and, and Dobbs in particular only having the four games. But it, it speaks to, hey, that's the standard. It, it's not an excuse if you're going to come in here and join this team at, at whatever point in time, whether it's due to injury or coming back from an injury, the standard has been set now. When it comes to Brock Purdy, he played like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, John Elway, Dan Marino, all in one. I mean, only having one incompletion was, was quite incredible. I think the one thing that DJ Humphreys talked about is that, yes, the result wasn't in the favor that they wanted, but it's the fact that you're going to go to battle with these guys. You're, these are the type of players he wants to go into the foxhole with, and he knows he's going to come out with knowing that he's got his brother's back and they got his. So that is why this team has been able to fight together, as we talked about in the beginning, because they're, they're showing that camaraderie in the locker room. Quarterback Brock Purdy with just one incompletion on 21 attempts. Take a closer look at how the Cardinals' defense performed against the 49ers. It was a challenge across the board for Arizona. San Francisco had 17 plays of 10 or more yards. Brock Purdy played lights out. He had a passing and a rushing touchdown. The wide receivers were able to create space and get those extra yardage. Brandon Ayuk was double teamed by Marco Wilson and Jalen Thompson, and Brock Purdy still took the shot, the 42-yarder, and Ayuk made the catch. And let's uh, – got to talk <laughs> about running back Christian McCaffrey because that, that was hard to watch. McCaffrey had a hat trick. In the first half, three touchdowns, got his fourth later in the fourth quarter. Jody, how much of this performance was Cardinals defense struggling and how much was the 49ers are just that explosive on offense? Yeah, it's a great question, Danny, because it's, it's really hard to judge a defense against this level of talent. It's the combination of elite talent plus the fact that they have been together, uh, a good scheme, uh, great coaching. So uh, this this game was such a clean game to me because, you know, of the great coaching really on both sides. But you've got elite players over there. You've got Christian McCaffrey doing what he's doing when he's healthy. And that's, you know, obviously he's healthy right now. 
Um, it's he's a freak. He's a freak of nature. Hard to stop him on any level. But I think for me, and and I know you guys, you guys know this. You've been chronicling it not only all week but all season. The D line how these injuries have just been all on the D-line. It's great that the, the rest of the team, we want everyone to be healthy on this team, obviously, but injuries in the NFL are usually a little more spread out. This is really concentrated on the defensive line for the Arizona Cardinals, and every week they lose another guy. This week it was Ledbetter, and you're just thinking, how can this continue to happen? And they sign a guy like Roy Lopez. He steps in. He's playing. We saw Dante Stills playing more as a rookie, late-round rookie. So I think, again, it's hard to judge, but the fact that they – you know, when I say held their own, you know, they didn't, they allowed some explosive plays. Ayuk, the other thing with that, with that uh, talent on the Niners, when you look at it, you've got Kittle, you've got McCaffrey, um, you know, Samuel was a little banged up, but you know, you have to kind of pick your poison there. And to me, Ayuk is the X factor for them. Uh, Ayuk finds space out there. He's, he is their deep threat. So yeah, he's, he's the guy that had the more explosive plays, but, but Zach, for the most part, this is why a lot of people are picking the 49ers to win the Super Bowls, just because there's so many options when they're healthy. It's really hard to stop them no matter who you are. The fact that Debo Samuel and George Kittle's name was barely mentioned, yet the 49ers were able to put on this type of offensive performance shows the type of weapons that they have all around. Jonathan Gannon was asked earlier on in the week that because he's been because he coached against them when he was in Philadelphia mm -hmm. in that NFC Championship game, and because this 49ers team has the experience of playing together, unlike the Cardinals do with the with the Bird Gang having so many new members on that team, they asked Jonathan Gannon, "Does that give them an advantage? A disadvantage?" And he's like, "Entirely an advantage. Even though we know that their scheme is going to be." Mm -hmm the best in the world, as JG referred to it, they are able to execute it better than anybody else is able to because it's their scheme that they've been able to trademark. And that's why they've been so dominant all around with the, with the defense and the injuries. Obviously, injuries are going to be in football. We know that. But I think as much as it's also about the defensive line, when you lose a guy like LJ Collier, Carlos Watkins, Jonathan Ledbetter, you had Lecky Foto out for a little bit and now he's back healthy, which is great. You're also missing Buda Baker still, and that's your captain of the defense, and that's your heart and soul back there. And with Marco Wilson, Kayvon Wallace, Jalen Thompson, they weren't able to limit a Brandon Ayuk because of his speed, that X factor, what he brings to the table. When you lose a guy like Buda Baker who you don't have on the field, that obviously leaves a hole as we were able to see. Not just the safety Buda Baker dealing with a hamstring linebacker, Josh Woods, who yeah. got hurt week one. It's been Ezekiel Turner who's been stepping up, who's mostly played special teams throughout the last couple years with the Cardinals. Zach, I know he was one of the players that caught your eye. Yes. Why? I mean, I think also the special teams component of it converted a first down off a fake punt, direct snap right to him. He went for a two-yard gain. And Dennis Gardick said that's, in a quote, an incredibly explosive play to steal a possession. And that's what Jonathan Gannon has preached this entire time is those explosive plays. You may not look at a fake punt necessarily that goes for two yards as an explosive play, but it's the fact that Ezekiel Turner was able to get the offense back out onto the field. On the defensive side of the ball, nine tackles leading the team. His name was mentioned all over. He was all over the field. And when you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey running over the field, Ezekiel Turner was really the only person I was able to bring him down. Now we talked about how he was getting, he, it was a little bit of trucking at point yeah. from, from Christian McCaffrey, just the, the freak nature that, we, that we've already alluded to. But Ezekiel Turner, I thought, really stepped up when a guy like Kaiser White, his name wasn't mentioned all that much, was only third in the team in tackles, I believe, with seven. So the fact that Ezekiel Turner was able to come in, play solid snaps in for Josh Woods definitely stood out to me.
Someone else who has stood up to the challenges outside linebacker Dennis Gardak, another player who for the last couple of years was mostly getting his snaps on special teams, has really stepped up as this veteran in the outside linebacker's room. On Sunday against the 49ers, Gardak with a quarterback hit, tackle for loss, and a sack. That's Gardak's fourth sack of the season. He now ties the franchise record with linebacker Ron McKinnon for most sacks by an undrafted player. Incredible start to the year for Dennis Gardak, who I'm not sure many people expected this type of performance, especially so early on from him, Jody. Yeah, he, he has been fantastic. Another example of a special teamer coming and becoming a big part of this defense. And to be able to have four sacks early on this season just shows and kind of sets a table for what we can expect for him getting better each week. The spin move, he's so quick. You know, he's not a big guy, but he's so quick. He's strong and he plays with that energy. And, you know, he's, again, we've talked about it, but he's a great story. And, and he's a guy that, again, I still feel like, you know, he's coming off that injury. And, you know, he's a guy that he hates to miss that time. You could tell when he was rehabbing, it was just, he was, he was just, couldn't wait to get back out on the field and healthy. And he, cherishes every moment out there and so he he works so incredibly hard I think he could have a big year I mean starting as he has Danny with, like you mentioned with the you know it's not just the sacks tackles for loss you know getting in the backfield when he can um, this is going to be a, a big player on defense that they need to lean on and uh, Jonathan Gannon referred to Dennis Gardick as the ultimate pro. It's what he's been saying. It's why Dennis Gardick was named the captain earlier this season. In 2020 was his strongest season. Seven sacks, I believe, in 90-something snaps. That was all that it was. And the fact that so far he's played closely, he's, been, he's on pace for that again, and he's already got four. He's been putting this label of being that special teamer that, that jumps up to the defensive spotlight. He's the true example, a prime example of what that is. The defense has spoke incredibly highly of him. Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollins have talked about his bend and his athleticism, which you were able to see clearly getting into the pocket and, and bringing down Brock Purdy. Not only is it great to see Dennis Gardak get to the quarterback because he records a sack, it's also great because you get to see a celebration mm -hmm. him hitting right. the strobe. It might be the best on the this team. This one he hit the hit guitar. The strobe, though, with it in an interview. It was very embarrassing. Go back and watch I it. I know, but do you, now when he gets the sack, you have to break that out wherever in you are. In the press box? No. Anyway. Why not? You can't? Why not? Why not? Maybe Damn this it. week at home with both of you there. That would be the only I'm reason. Okay. Well, well, maybe we'll post I that out on social media uh, or something. We'll he see. doesn't even need to ask me. I just. <laughs> the old no celebrating the press box. But uh, no, it's, it is cool. And, and that fires the teammates up. And, you know, again, he's having fun out there. He He's a guy that, you know, a lot of people did not think he would be in this position. So you can see the joy that he plays with. Absolutely. Let's break out the whiteboards for our player of the game. Before you guys ask, I'm saving my drawing for my song. So no drawing for my okay. song. So that means right. if we don't We're know the song, ready. that means it's going to be a creative song if yeah. she's able to, Can't wait. to draw something up. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make this nice and big so everybody can see back home watching. I think we all kind of went wow, with the same I idea. Wow, I really <laughs> just messed that one up. You didn't space it properly, maybe? I did not maybe. space it properly. <laughs> the old dreaded uh, lack of spacing on the whiteboard. So. While you get finished, Zach, Jody, you can start. Reveal your whiteboard okay. for your player of the game. Here we go. Again, when you pick the quarterback, I feel like it's, you know, is that just too obvious? But we got to give props to Josh Dobbs once again. 28 for 41. Uh, a lot of, you know, 12 rushes, so doing it with, with his arm and his feet as well. We continue to see him play smart with the ball, make good decisions. 
you know, make some throws downfield again. I feel like again he's trying to target Zach Ertz early, and maybe you know I you know I thought there were some penalties there that were not called. Uh, they were trying to handcuff Zach Ertz a little bit, but he did get the ball uh, to Hollywood Brown. He really spread it around, and then he target you know targeting Michael Wilson who said he woke up having a great day, you know, being back in the Bay Area. So he got the ball got the ball to his playmakers and didn't have any turnovers, didn't, uh, you know, didn't lose the game per se, you know, for lack of a better term, for lack of a more obvious term. But And he continues to show you that, um, you know, and, and Drew Petzing is using him in such a great way. And, and everything's just coming together. And, again, with the lack of time they've had together, it's so impressive. It really sets a standard. Uh, for the quarterback play here. And even in a game against this 49ers defense, um, Josh Dobbs continues to shine. You know, they got down in this game. They could have, I, I don't know, kind of, I've heard a lot of people say they could have folded. I mean, that's not in their DNA, nope. as, you, as you guys just talked about. So I, I don't expect that at all. But uh, there are times that the thing can, it can just get sideways, right? And we even saw at the end of this game, there were, two pass plays there that were easily, you know, you're looking at another touchdown would have been scored. So point-wise, uh, could have even been more than what they had on the board. But props to Josh Dobbs uh, continuing to do what he does. And, and he's now turning heads around the NFL, um, for sure. We're hearing about why wasn't this guy playing? Again, credit to the Cardinals for bringing this, this guy in. Clean, smart football starts with your quarterback. Dobbs is one of three starting quarterbacks in the league yet to throw an interception. That's important. That's impressive. Absolutely. Zach, who was your player of the game? So I went with, and you could probably see where I messed up with the spelling, but we fixed it up. <laughs> it's Hollywood Brown. I thought Hollywood did a really solid job for him going throughout the week, being on that injury report list with, uh, he hurt his thumb. He had it wrapped up during practices, as we were able to see during the open portion. For him to come out and to go for seven receptions, 96 yards. He had that long ball, 41 yards, that long pass from Josh Dobbs that he was able to haul in. That looked very similar to Michael Wilson's against the Cowboys. Similar route, crossing downfield. Josh Dobbs moving to the left and finding him all the way on the complete opposite side. But I thought Hollywood Brown did a really solid job. We spoke week after week about how the bread and butter has been that slant pass up the middle where he's been able to go on a run and go. There were points where I know Josh Dobbs threw behind him on one pass that I thought Hollywood Brown probably could have reeled in for that eighth reception, but overall, I thought he did a really solid job. It opens up that offense when you have a talented wide receiver court. You see Zach Ertz is getting some passes. So knowing that you have a speedy wide receiver like Hollywood Brown that you're able to put out there, I think is a huge help for Josh Dobbs. The 96 receiving yards for Hollywood Brown, the most this season mm -hmm. for Brown, and every week, his total reception yards has increased. So his workload's been increasing. He's been able to handle that week after week. And I think a big part of it's been the chemistry with Josh Dobbs that he's been able to establish in the beginning. Josh Dobbs said first week when he spoke to the press, when he spoke at the press conference, he said Zach Ertz has kind of been the person that's taking him under the wing. Zach Ertz got a lot of passes thrown his way against the Washington Commanders, and you weren't able to see as much of that with Hollywood. As the weeks have gone on, the receptions have started to come more in Hollywood's way and towards his direction and the yardage has started to go up as well as you mentioned, Danny. I went in a similar direction with my player of the game. I went with the rookie wide receiver, Michael Wilson, making his return to the Bay Area, the Stanford alum. Had never played at Levi Stadium before, however, close enough. So a bit of a homecoming for Michael Wilson and a career game for him. He finished with 76 receiving yards on seven receptions and two touchdowns. 
the first two of Wilson's career. The Cardinals are utilizing Wilson's size for big-time plays. Last week against the Cowboys, a 69-yard catch. This week, a 33-yard catch against the 49ers, which set up Wilson's first touchdown. This is what you want to see out of a rookie wide receiver taking advantage of the opportunities every time Wilson's number is called. He steps up to the plate. Yeah, he's he's healthy now. Again, it's kind of hard to realize that it, at Stanford it was so tough because of those injuries. Mm -hmm. But again, uh, a terrific draft pick. And we talked about it in the preseason, the fact that this this guy could be uh, a big time star, a star for this team uh, coming out of this draft class. And uh, and Danny, you know, talking to him. I, of course, heard it on the post-game coverage that he woke up feeling good, uh, you know, I guess comfortable being back there, having family and friends, uh, his, his old roommate in the stands. That's got to be a cool feeling. And to go out there and to be in the NFL against the 49ers, I mean, it had to be an amazing feeling for him. He also just seems like somebody that gets it that gets what this coaching staff has been able to put out there. When he gets on these post-game press conferences, the first thing he's always talking about is the culture component of it. He's mentioning how important that the group of guys that they have in there, how the results might not be going their favor, but the, the group and the camaraderie that they have, the, the football character that Michael Wilson has definitely speaks to the smarts that he has as well from Stanford, which everybody has alluded to. But it must have been that home cooking because <laughs> it definitely worked out his way this week. Whatever he was doing in San Francisco, try and bring it back now mm -hmm. to Arizona. Right. The weather's kind of the same at this <laughs> point. <laughs> We've talked about the good that we saw from Arizona, however. The Cardinals did fall 35-16. It's time to turn now to their turning point. Zach, what was the point of no return for the Cardinals? Yeah, so I'm going to do this while I erase, see if we're able to multitask here. <laughs> I think something that really stood out to me when it came to the turning point is there was a possession where Yelda Froholt, the team center, and you don't really realize how much you miss a center or one of those positions until they're not out on the field. And in this case, the officiating staff kept having Gelda Froholt go off the field. I believe that they were evaluating him for a potential injury, and they wanted to make sure that he wasn't on the field to, to risk being injured anymore, yeah. any further, which got to give respects for the referees for that 100%. But there was that play where Tristan Colon went in to snap uh, to, Josh, to Josh Dobbs, and it was 9.59 on the clock, fourth quarter. The 49ers fans were cheering. The play clock was going down. It was already at zero seconds on the TV broadcast. They had the snap. Javon Hargrave, who played with Jonathan Gannon in Philadelphia, <laughs> was one of his star defensive linemen, came in, sacked Josh Dobbs. And at that point, you, just, you felt that the offense was – they were hanging in there. We've talked about how they're not giving up. But it was at that moment where you started to say, okay – this seems like it's starting to go the other direction right now. Uh, it, was, it was one of those plays where you wish, I think in hindsight, you want to call a timeout because you only have one second on the play clock yeah. and you, wanna, you, you realize that the alignment isn't fully there, but it happened. Josh Dobbs was taken down for that sack, and unfortunately that was kind of the turning point, I think. Tristan Colon, a recent addition to the Cardinals. We saw him last week or a few weeks ago that he was getting some snaps at left guard and then came in at center. So you can see that they like Cologne for that ability to be diverse on the offensive line, give them some depth there. Froholt, it was precautionary. Mm -hmm. He came back into the game later. However, the following drive after that sack, 49ers would eat up more than seven minutes on the clock, score a touchdown, and have that final 35-16 score. Big turning point. Definitely a big turning point. I think also Tristan Colon was playing some snaps, was playing some snaps at left guard. And that one play where Javon Hargrave was able to get by, it was to get by Elijah Wilkinson at left guard, which is where we would be seeing him split time with Tristan Colon. So it was one of those components where 
Tristan Colon was out of position. Maybe that messes up because it's been week after week that DJ Humphreys has given credit to Yelda Froholt for holding that line mm -hmm. together, for being the one person that's kind of brought them all in at one and making sure when stuff is not going their favor, whether the 49ers are presenting different options on that field, on the defensive line, Yelda Froholt's been the one that's been able to kind of rally the troops together, and unfortunately he wasn't out there for that play. You guys ready for Songbirds? Oh yeah, ready. Okay. I just yeah. erased and you're the drawing. drawing. You're That's right. I did promise a drawing. I need to erase this. <laughs> the white. No, so pick I, a pick a song that encapsulates how you're feeling from this game. I'm kind of scared this? for Jody's after last week. It was so aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Move. Yeah. No, they were. You know. The physicality. This actually, mine does have to do a little bit with physicality. I will say that. Okay, go ahead and um, reveal your board. Should I be the first one here? No fun drawings on this one for me. Um, I'm going with a Tom Petty song, Won't Back Down. Hey, and that's, there he goes, Zach. I got it. Well. I got it. <laughs> and I like this because not only did this team not back down to the 49ers, but it's because the, the 49ers are, again, another physical team. We saw some intimidation there. Uh, they were trying to – there was a lot of chippiness throughout this entire game. And, and yet, you know, the Cardinals did not back down. We didn't say, you know, James Conner was right there uh, with Hafanga. Did I say that right? Hafanga was like kind of – you know, every time he would, he would tackle him, he would continue to lay on top of him a little bit, that extra second, and, and nobody likes that. And, and you don't – you know – they were not, you know, yes, they carry, they um, possessed the ball, but actually time of possession at the end of the day was pretty even in this. It was in favor of the Cardinals, actually. Yeah, it was 30 to 29, mm -hmm. basically. And so, um, look, the Cardinals may have lost this game. Um, the score looked lopsided a little bit, but they did not back down, and they did not get pushed around, even though, again, there were some long drives by the Niners, uh, a well-oiled machine. So I'm going with, yeah, won't back down. This team so far through four games, we've seen them. They, they don't do it to anyone, not the Cowboys, not the Niners, and, and that's a great sign. Zach? So my song is One Thing at a Time by Morgan Wallen. Out of all the songs I picked, I'm pretty sure this is actually the only one I've actually listened to. Um, but no, I think that this is a, a bonus. song. I know, listen, I, I, I see now I, now I could talk a little bit more about the word. No, I'm not gonna be a lyricist for this one. I think when it comes down to it with this song, One Thing at a Time, the, the title for it, this offense, this entire team as a whole, they've always been one thing away. And they've always, in that first game, it was finishing in the second half. In that third game, it was me in that second game, it was finishing in the fourth quarter. The third game, you were able to bring things in together, but there was still that little scare that the Cowboys had coming back into the game. When it comes to one thing at a time, they've showed the fight, they showed the resiliency in this one. Now it's adding that with putting in together with the four quarters of football. Mm -hmm. You have a tough task coming in with the Cincinnati Bengals. They might also have the same record that the Arizona Cardinals do right now, but it's still going to be a fight, and you still got Joey B coming into town, so it's going to be a good one. Jody, we're on the same wavelength today because I went with Not Afraid by Eminem, oh, which is I what like I drew, it. a nice little Eminem. Very That's two <laughs> straight weeks of a drawing that you can actually decipher. So mm -hmm. pat on the back to myself. Um, I went with this song because the 49ers are one of two undefeated teams, the other being the Philadelphia Eagles for a reason. Stacked team across the board. The Cardinals put up a good fight. And not in the sense of you put up a good fight, you had no chance. The Cardinals gave themselves a chance. They kept themselves in the game. Offensive lineman DJ Humphreys talked post-game 
Of course, he says, of course, I'm not happy with the record. I'm not happy with the loss. The Cardinals are one and three at the moment. However, he said, what I am happy with is how this team is fighting. Humphrey said that this Cardinals team is scrappy. The effort and the energy is there, and that's exactly what you want to see. And again, that's not in the sense of well, the effort is there, but you can't see it at all in the play. That's not the case. Our songs pretty much go <laughs> in unison together. Mm -hmm. The Cardinals seem to be one thing at yeah. a time away from really putting teams away and having that full, complete game consistently. Danny, you're batting 500 right now on these, Thank on you. these designs. I'm, I'm impressed. Don't give me many more baseball. I had, I had Pretty to. good. Don't I give me to. a lot of baseball terminology because that one I understand. Uh, a lot of others I might not be able to. On this Monday, it, it possibly could be a big day. This is the first day that quarterback Kyler Murray is eligible to come off the pup list. Kyler Murray has not been allowed to practice since he is on that list, recovering from his ACL injury. However, we will hear from head coach Jonathan Gannon later this afternoon about what the plan is. What we've heard from Gannon makes it seem like the staff is not ready to take Kyler Murray off that list. And it also seems like whenever that time comes, Murray's going to need a couple of weeks to practice. He's not going to be able, doesn't seem like, to come off the pup list, have one week of practice and be able to play. Similar to tight end Zach Ertz, who was coming off an ACL injury as well, had a few weeks of practice in the preseason before he got his first start. One thing at a time. That's what I'll say with Kyler Murray. It's got to be, he's, he's one of those players, he's your franchise quarterback. You got to make sure that you have him in the right moments, that he's healthy. You don't want to rush him back. On to Cincinnati. On right, Cincinnati. Jody? Cincinnati, that's right. I mean, that's the uh, Belichick uh, meme or whatever that went viral a few years ago but yeah I mean honest Cincinnati as far as Kyler yeah they want him to be completely healthy and you're right Danny I think a couple weeks of practice is going to be very important but again excited to see what this team can do we've seen them fight every single game and we expect them to fight this week against the Cincinnati Bagels it's a 105 kickoff from State Farm Stadium thank you so much for joining us here on Morning Scramble from the SeatGeek Studios for Jody Jackson and Zach Gershman I'm Danny Sarak we'll catch you right here next week 10 a.m. live on our YouTube channel following that Bengals-Cardinals matchup.